Hello everybody, my name is James Hill and welcome back to another episode of the Talkin' Bucks podcast. Very excited to have everybody back here again for yet another episode of the Talkin' Bucks podcast. There's been a lot of stuff that has happened since the last episode. We have had the first week and a half of free agency come and go, and man oh man, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have made a lot of moves. I have eight moves on my list that I would like to talk about, and you know what, folks? I think I'm actually going to split this up into a two-parter. In this podcast episode today, we are going to be talking about four moves that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have made in free agency, and then in the next episode, we will be talking about the next four moves that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made in free agency. Re-signings, new signings, heck, even a trade thrown in there as well, we're going to be talking about all of it in these next couple of podcast episodes, giving a grade for each move that the Buccaneers made. And then after these two episodes, we are going to be talking about some of the needs that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still have on their roster after free agency and looking a little bit ahead into the NFL draft. So have a lot of content coming up here on the podcast. Very, very excited and happy to have a lot of you good folks along for the ride as well. But let's go ahead and dive in. The first move that I want to talk about was one of the first moves that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, made. I guess I should say just, uh, you know, a Buccaneers player made for the team. And that was the return of of Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And folks, just to give this a grade, I'm going to give it an A+. I know technically this isn't a signing or a re-signing, nothing along those lines, but it is still the most important move that was made for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this offseason. Hands down, no question about that. Tom Brady returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers changed everything for this offseason. There's no other way to put it. You look at what this team was going to be if Tom Brady was not the quarterback for this team versus what they look like now when Brady is the quarterback for this team, and it is absolutely night and day. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's been going in, he's been recruiting players. Some of the guys that we're going to be talking about in this podcast episode today, Tom Brady has gone out and has recruited them to either rejoin the team or just join the team in general. That is just one thing that Tom Brady gives you as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. Of course, I don't have to tell any of you, last year Tom Brady was Arguably, I don't even think arguably, it's, it is in some ways indisputable that Tom Brady was the best quarterback in the league last year. Probably should have won MVP. I know people are going to debate Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Look, Tom Brady doing the things that he did at the age of 44 is something that has never happened and something that never will happen ever again in this league. And He's not showing signs of slowing down. Tom Brady still can go out there and be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which is why a lot of people questioned Tom Brady retiring 
because he still looked like he had a lot left in the tank. He still had a lot to offer the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now we still get to see that Tom Brady was retired for 40 days, right? That's how long this retirement lasted. I don't think it's a similar situation to what we saw with a guy like Brett Favre. I don't think that those are super comparable because, you know, in a case of Brett Favre, he retired and you kind of knew, right? But then Favre would come back, still give it a little bit of time. And then, you know, you kind of knew that, you know, hey, Brett Favre probably should have retired the, you know, the first time, not the fifth or sixth time. Here with Brady, there was some genuine questions as to why would Tom Brady retire? Because he's literally the best quarterback in the league right now. Now, of course, his reasonings for family and, and you know, personal life and things along those lines, those are understandable reasons. But looking at it from purely a football perspective, you know, there wasn't a ton of reason for Brady to retire. And now he is back with the Bucks. A plus for that move. Uh, not necessarily a signing or a re-signing. Uh, it was mainly just Tom Brady making that decision. But yeah, I'll give Tom Brady an A-plus for that decision because it changed the entire landscape of what this team was going to be. You went from, hey, you know, we're going to have maybe Blaine Gabbard and Kyle Trask at the quarterback position. Maybe you go out and sign a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. Eh, we'll see what happens in terms of bringing back some of our own free agents to, hey, Tom Brady's back. Okay, let's bring back as many of the top tier guys as we can and go from there. Absolutely huge. Changed absolutely everything. Now let's talk about some of the other moves that they made. Ryan Jensen is back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a three-year deal that pays him a good amount of money. I believe $13 million per year. This is a great re-signing, in my opinion. I give it a grade of an A because of the fact that Ryan Jensen, look, he is one of the best centers in the league. I don't think that that is a crazy thing to say. Ever since Tom Brady joined the team, he's been playing like a top five center. Every year, Jensen has been with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's been getting progressively better and better and better as the time has gone on. He started off with Jameis Winston as his quarterback. Past couple of years now, he has had Tom Brady as his quarterback. He's been fantastic. He has been an absolute leader for the Buccaneers offensive line. He has been an absolute mauler in the run game, in the pass game. You name it, Jensen has been able to go out there and do the things that he needs to do as a top center in the league, which is why I gave this an A grade, right? Because continuity in any offensive line is always a very, very important thing, but especially for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this offseason. They lost Alex Kappa to the Cincinnati Bengals. They lost Ali Marpet to retirement, and at the time, Ryan Jensen was a free agent. So there was a lot of question marks, a lot of doubt for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers interior offensive line saying, hey, what the heck are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to do? The entirety of their interior offensive line is gone right now. But thankfully, the Buccaneers were able to get back one of their most imp important pieces for that interior offensive line in Ryan Jensen. Jensen came out and said that, hey, you know, it was always the plan to come back to Tampa regardless of who was at quarterback. That's huge, by the way. Uh, and that, you know, Tampa is Jensen's home. He always wants to be in Tampa. He wants to retire as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I think that's wonderful. You don't see that with a lot of people nowadays, right? You don't see that with a lot of players in this league that say, hey, I want to retire with this team. I want to retire a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Because what's really interesting about some of these moves that have happened, right, in free agency is it's a three-year deal for Jensen. Tom Brady's got one year left on his deal, 
right? And after this upcoming season, we don't know. Tom Brady could easily retire again. Maybe he gives it another year. Maybe he gives it another two years. We don't know. But regardless of what happens, Jensen's going to be here the whole rest of the way without that guarantee that Tom Brady is going to be there. That, I think, is huge, not just for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their long-term continuity in terms of building a team, but also just it speaks volumes for the player that Ryan Jensen is and, you know, what he wants to do here in Tampa Bay. Jensen could have easily taken a one-year deal and just said, hey, I'm just going to be here as long as Tom Brady's here, but he didn't do that. He gave the Buccaneers more of a guarantee to say, hey, I'm going to be here. Even if Tom Brady isn't here, I will be here, and that kind of commitment is huge, and that's actually been a theme that we've been seeing with pretty much all of the signings that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have made, which I'll talk about more in the other moves, but Jensen was kind of the first guy here to be brought in and say like, hey, I'm here long term, let's go, I want to retire a buck, let's see what happens, and you know, just for what he offers the team as a player, as a person, as a leader, I give this move an A. Next, we have Carlton Davis, star Buccaneers cornerback first. Uh, you know, there was some questions as to, oh man, Carlton Davis didn't get the franchise tag. That is a very scary situation. Will he leave to go to a different team? But then it came out, you know, right after Tom Brady had came back, Carlton Davis came back on a three-year deal, which paid him a good chunk of change. I believe he's making 15 plus million dollars a year, something along those lines. And folks, I gave this move an A as well. And I know that people may say, James, you're being biased here. What the heck are you talking about? Look, when I look at Carlton Davis, he is still my hashtag number one corner, right? If any of you guys have seen me talk on social media, he is a number one corner in my eyes, and he always will be, right? I know people are always going to point to, well, Carlton Davis isn't fast enough. Ah, what's going on here? In my opinion, Carlton Davis is fast enough, and he gives you the exact physical traits that you want for a big, tough, physical, man-to-man, playing zone, whatever you need him to do, Carlton Davis is that type of cornerback. And for those of you who have doubts about the speed, let me ask you this. Do you guys like Richard Sherman when he was in his prime? Did you think that Richard Sherman was a good cornerback when he was in his prime? If you answered yes to that question, you're essentially getting a very similar guy in Carlton Davis. They have comparable speed. Not many people complained about Richard Sherman's speed in those situations because Sherman was still just playing like a phenomenal big physical corner. Carlton Davis does the same exact thing. I see a lot of Richard Sherman in Carlton Davis, and I think that's huge. I think that's important. That is a number one corner. The Buccaneers were able to get back their number one corner. There was talk that, yes, the return of Tom Brady did affect Carlton Davis and whether or not he would or would not return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's fine. Not every player is going to, you know, have, you know, a big mindset of, hey, you know, I'm going to return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers regardless of who's at quarterback, and that just is what it is because I love the team. I believe that Carlton Davis does love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't get it twisted. I, I really do believe he loves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I also don't blame him for having that mindset of, you know, hey, I want to go somewhere where, you know, I want to be able to compete, have a good quarterback situation, and be able to get my money too. Thankfully, you know, with the return of Tom Brady, the Buccaneers were able to accommodate all of those uh, requests that Carlton Davis had, and they were able to get him back again on a long-term three-year deal. It's good for all parties, right? The Buccaneers are going to be getting a long-term commitment from Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis is still going to be young enough 
to where he can go back into free agency and potentially cash out yet again, it's a good move for all parties. The Buccaneers solidify more of their cornerback room, which is important given how last year injury concerns were rampant for this team. So many people were getting hurt last year. It was not a fun situation to see, Carlton Davis included. You know, Carlton Davis did miss a few games last year, and that is something that is worth noting that I know still more people are going to be concerned about is can Carlton Davis stay healthy? And I think those are some very legitimate, very reasonable concerns. We're going to have to see how healthy Carlton Davis can be the next three seasons for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and see if that is justifiable for the contract that he was just given. It is worth paying attention to. It is worth taking a look at. And yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be something that is worth monitoring. But you know, I believe Bruce Arians said this recently, when Carlton Davis is out there on the football field, when he is healthy, he plays like one of the top cornerbacks in the league. And that is also a hard thing to dispute because it's accurate. Carlton Davis, he does everything you want. Perfect fit for a Todd Bowles style defense. And overall, I feel this, this was a very, very good re-signing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to make. I think that they could have survived with a combination of Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, probably a rookie in the early rounds of this upcoming NFL draft, they could have survived. But with the re-signing of Carlton Davis, I think that you really don't have to worry about starting cornerbacks much more right now. You're going to be rolling out Carlton Davis. You're going to be rolling out Jamel Dean. You're going to be rolling out Sean Murphy Bunting. Again, uh, this is a solid group. You have Ross Cockrell back there. You have Dee Delaney back there. Some depth pieces, Rashard Robinson. You know, I would still draft another cornerback because, you know, hey, injuries are a legitimate thing. Maybe they bring back Richard Sherman. Heck, maybe they just bring in Richard Sherman as a coach. Who knows? But uh, overall... I think that the Bucks are a lot better now at the cornerback position, a lot safer, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, and they can breathe a sigh of relief with Carlton Davis coming back. Next move that I have that I want to talk about here, folks, is Chris Godwin. You know, first, he received the franchise tag, $19 million. A lot of people were upset at the franchise tag. They wanted a long-term deal to get done with Chris Godwin. Then, very shortly after that franchise tag was applied to Chris Godwin, he ended up signing on a long-term deal that paid him a little over $18 million, a little over $19 million uh, per year in that range of $18 to $19 million per year on a three-year contract, folks. I gave this one an A+, uh, and I gave it a higher grade than Ryan Jensen, than Carlton Davis because of what Chris Godwin means to this Buccaneers offense in terms of impact, right? In terms of overall importance to this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, you could argue Chris Godwin is in what top five, maybe top seven in terms of most important players to this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team because of everything that he does on this roster. He can run block. He can catch with the best of them. He does everything. Heck, Bruce Arians himself said at the NFL Combine, I was there. I heard this man say this, that there is only three wide receivers that he has ever had in his coaching career that can do the things that Chris Godwin does. Those three wide receivers, let me tell you, Larry Fitzgerald, Heinz Ward, Reggie Wayne, 
all three Hall of Famers. Bruce Arians put Chris Godwin in with those wide receivers. Bruce Arians believes that Chris Godwin has Hall of Fame potential, folks. Yeah, no brainer that the Buccaneers were going to re-sign this guy, right? It was something that, of course, everybody expected to happen, but we're getting more and more frustrated as the negotiations continued on and on. The Buccaneers have had so much time to get a long-term deal done with Chris Godwin. Why could they not do it yet? Well, look, they finally got it done, and I give this an A+. Some of the real nitpicky people... You know what, I mean really nitpicky people will say, well, Godwin gets hurt from time to time, and he has a drop here or there, and that's not good. Folks, at the end of the day, Chris Godwin, come on, Chris Godwin is still a top 15 receiver in this league? I don't think that's a stretch to say. Would be a number one on so many teams in this league. I've heard some people say recently this offseason, that well, Godwin isn't a true number one. Folks, I'm going to say stop it right there. In my opinion, Godwin is a true number one wide receiver. You put him on the Kansas City Chiefs right now, who just traded Tyreek Hill, forget about it. He's a number one wide receiver. It's not even close. You put him on a team like the Tennessee Titans, even against a guy like A.J. Brown, I think he's a number one receiver. The Indianapolis Colts, I'm just looking at the list right now uh, on my wall here of all these teams that would have Chris Godwin as a number one wide receiver, and I don't think it would be too close. What, 30 teams possibly? 28 teams would probably have Godwin as a number one wide receiver? So when I hear people say Godwin isn't a true number one wide receiver, I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I don't, because Godwin gives you so, so much. The Bucks just certainly paid him as a number one wide receiver, that's for sure. You know, he, Godwin's getting as much money as some of the top wide receivers in the league because he's earned it. He's earned that money because that's what he is. He's a top receiver in the league. You pay the man like a top receiver in the league. Huge for the continuity of this Buccaneers wide receiver core. In the next podcast episode, we will be talking about another wide receiver that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers brought in. But bringing back Godwin first was was just huge for this Buccaneers wide receiver room, for the continuity of it, giving Brady one of the best weapons he has, him and Mike Evans, right? My gosh, what a wide receiver duo. Still probably the best wide receiver duo in the league today, and Godwin just does so much. He's an asset in the run game. He's an asset in the passing game. Everything he does is just fantastic. And this was huge for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to bring him back. Finally, folks, the last guy I want to talk about here, Leonard Fournette re-signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Three-year deal, $21 million per year with a max value of $24 million per year. Uh, this is going to be interesting right? This one is going to be interesting. I gave it a move or a grade rather of a B plus. And I know that I've been given A's for everything else, right? A plus for Brady, A for Jensen, A for Carlton Davis, A plus for Chris Godwin. Why the B plus with Leonard Fournette, right? Why? Well, you know, whenever I look at the move of Leonard Fournette, first the talent, right? Fournette's earned a new contract. He's earned some good money. Fournette, you know, you look at whatever he's been able to do for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the past two years, it's been a lot of good work. As a runner, Fournette's been solid. As a receiving back, Fournette has been improving the more and more time he has spent here in Tampa Bay, especially last year. You know, over 800 rushing yards, eight rushing touchdowns, over 450 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. Fournette has done a lot for this team. And it's been a great thing to see, right? Incredible asset for this Buccaneers offense. Um, I'm not denying the talent that Fournette has. 
But you heard the reports, you saw the talk of Fournette coming out and saying, hey, you know, I'm a top five back in the league, I deserve to be paid top five back money. I don't 100% agree with that. I'm not going to say that Leonard Fournette is a top five running back in this league. I would say Fournette the past two years has been playing like a top 10, top 15 running back. I'd say probably maybe more so a top 10 running back. But, you know, there's always that stereotype of, hey, you don't pay running backs. And I don't 100% agree with that, but... $7 million per year is a little bit of a steep price tag to pay for a guy like Leonard Fournette, uh, you know, especially whenever, you know, there is definitely different options in the draft, even in free agency, there's a little bit of different options as well, but I guess I don't fault the, bu- the Bucks 100% for making a move like this, right? You know, they got the guy that they wanted, the guy that they've always, you know, definitely given a lot of support to in Leonard Fournette, their starting guy, you know, the guy who's been their starting guy since that playoff run when they won the Super Bowl back in 2020. He's always been the Bucks guy. Leonard Fournette has been the coaching staff, loves him, front office loves him, and they got him on a long-term deal. I think that this is a really, really good move, but the reason I gave it a B plus is because I'm not always comfortable you know, giving running backs big money because, you know, this upcoming draft is flush with a lot of good running back prospects. Of course, the Buccaneers could very well still draft a running back, um, but you also got a question as to whether or not they could have maybe gotten some similar production in terms of just having a committee approach yet again, like what, like what we've seen other teams do. Again, hey, I don't fault Leonard Fournette. He got his money. Good for him. I'm happy for him, right? But, you know, B plus because maybe it was a little bit more than what people may have wanted. You know, maybe it was a $5 million per year deal, you know, $4.5 million per year deal, something along those lines. Maybe you give this move an A, right? But B plus because it's a little bit more than what I think a lot of people wanted Fournette to get in his contract. Again, hey, don't blame Fournette for that at all. That's fine with me. And he's a great player for this Buccaneers offense. But uh, we'll, we'll see if Fournette can have continuity with his play that will justify the money that he is getting paid here by the Bucks. But folks, that's it for this first part here of this free agency review for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, giving out the grades again. A-plus for Tom Brady coming back, A for Ryan Jensen, A for Carlton Davis, A-plus for Chris Godwin, and a B-plus for Leonard Fournette. In the next podcast episode, folks, we're going to be having a lot more moves to talk of. I've got a couple more re-signings, a couple of new signings that were made on the team, and hey, even a trade that was made as well. So stay tuned for next episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. Greatly, greatly appreciated for that. Uh, If you did enjoy, hey, leave a review somewhere on the internet. That'd be greatly appreciated and come back for the next episode. Thank you guys so much for watching. Hope you're listening, I guess I should say. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys all enjoyed and I will see you all in the next episode. But until then, and as always, guys, goodbye for now and go Bucks.